1: more success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We're so glad that you could join us today. The imagine more success radio show is a show that is all about you with successful entrepreneurs and business experts who are sharing their stories and their powerful takeaways while providing the tips, tools and tactics to help you thrive every single week. Our guests give away a free gift and your hosts for the Imagine More Success radio show are the best-selling author, Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Be sure to check out past episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net. Today's episode is going to be a really fun episode. Actually, we have a little bit different format than, typically, than we typically do. Today, we actually have two guests, and it just so happens that they're a very powerful CEO couple. So we're going to have not one, but two guests today. And first, when a lot of people hear the topic that we're going to talking about today, they're probably thinking, well, you know what, I don't know how one person can do it, much less two people can coexist and do it at the very same time. So today we're going to get a really great insight and look into how two extremely uh, busy individuals actually make a relationship work while doing some really incredible things inside the world of art, filmmaking, as well as social media and marketing. So today's guests are going to be just a great pair.
2: Thomas, I'm so excited to have Cindy and Michael here with us today because they are truly a powerhouse couple that even on their own do some incredible things I'm really excited to bring to our listeners. And Michael, my goodness, wait till you hear all the things he's got going on, too. So it's going to be a fun-filled, exciting, power-packed episode.
1: Yeah, we're going to start today with Cindy Mish, who's an active media personality and award-winning journalist. She's actually got an amazing online magazine that is just launching, uh, or that has been launched called The Art is Alive magazine, and she's also launching a new creative independent network television uh, series called Sin TV. We want to go ahead and bring her on, Sin D, Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you for having both of us. We appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your Art is Alive magazine.
3: Well, um, you know, honestly, it just came up and creeped up on me. To tell you the truth, the original idea was for me to launch the independent television streaming network first, because I'm very heavy in the arts in terms of filmmaking and working with filmmakers, directors, and actors. And then what happened was, uh, luckily, we went to the National Association of Broadcasters Convention in New York this year, came to find out that I can put my radio show, my magazine, and my television network all on one platform and monetize it for myself and for all the other creatives. So it just seemed logical to me that I may as well, if I'm going to do, if I have the radio show and I'm already going to do the magazine, you may as well launch the network all at once. And voila, here we are doing a network and a magazine all at one time, launching on Black Friday.
2: Wow. wow, what a bunch of stuff to take on all at once,
3: girl. <laughs> yes. yes, it's a lot. It's very, um, yeah, you know, Michael is lucky. He gets to listen to me uh, talk about this all the time lately, and that's all it is. It's very exhausting, <laughs> but it's very exhilarating, and it's very exciting. And um, there is some freedom, wonderful freedom, about being able to say I'm the founder of something so I get to control being able to give so many people a platform all at once.
2: Yes, and control is good. Yes. (laughs) Now, what platform can handle all that? My goodness, that's a lot to put on one place.
3: Well, it is. Um, Luckily, because we live in the world of technology, super technology these days, um, there are various different um, companies that we met with that basically provide streaming platforms. So literally, you can not only have 15 different places to monetize it, 35 different platforms, whether it's Facebook, whether it's uh, Amazon, whether it's Alexa, you can spread it across the map. They have 15 different ways to monetize it, and so it's exciting and it's really innovative. I think uh, back in you know 1990s, even early 2000, you couldn't do something like this. So um, it's neat. So I'll kind of be along the same lines of a mini Hulu or Netflix. And, and like I said, uh, we're finding this. Uh, Michael and I talk about this a lot. Filmmakers unfortunately make beautiful projects, and whether they they as hard as they try, they just can't get their work seen. So I want to give it uh, I want to give it a good go and make it easier for them and easier for their actors to be seen regularly.
1: Oh, I think that's a, a a great concept and I think that doing that's going to provide tremendous value to a lot of people because it's going to spend it's going to send a lot of um a lot of eyeballs on the people who typically wouldn't be seen, which is really cool. Yes,
3: absolutely. So I'm very excited about it and I'm very humbled because I've had some very wonderful compliments and and a whole lot of uh, convincing and cheerleading lately that I've needed. And I almost gave up recently. So um, thankfully, and thankfully, no thanks to my partner, he was the driving force to really say, yeah, you need to do this, and you need to keep with it, and, and I am. Wow. That's
2: fabulous. Now tell us, I know you have a launch coming up next month, which is uh, what, Friday?
3: <laughs> Black Friday, November 29th. Yep.
2: Yeah. Great. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, what's going to happen is is that we're going to go live all at the same time. My feeling is because Thanksgiving is the day before, um, luckily for me, um, I have the time to be able to spend on doing it. Um, my kids every year end up going with their dad on an annual trip. So they're going to be leaving in the morning. I'm going to jet over to New York city because my partner is there and we're going to have a huge celebration at night. Um, it's a digital magazine just like it's a digital streaming network. So I'm going to pick a certain time on black Friday to launch it. And then that's when everybody can start subscribing to everything all at once. So, um, it's super exciting. And then we get to be with all the people that we love and care about in, in, uh, New York and I'm in Wisconsin where my other home is. And so we'll have a launch party here as well. Uh, shortly thereafter.
1: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. You said that, um, you know, you felt that, um, one of the reasons you didn't quit was because Michael, your partner was there to, to give you some support. Talk to us about how important it is to have that, um, when you're someone who's doing a, um, a venture like this, especially building something so massive.
3: Well, you know, and and the thing that most people don't realize is Michael is many things. But first and foremost, he is a professional working actor. So, you know, I don't get the luxury that some girls have, meaning that uh, when I was going through all this last week, I'll be very candid. You know, he was working a play for four days. You don't have the luxury to just call him up and say, hey, doll, you know, my best friend, I need to talk to you. I'm in trouble. No, I didn't have that luxury. It was 10 minutes, you know, or 20 minutes when he's running to a subway or he's running to his car. So it really is all about, you know we have a good foundation. Um, We trust one another. We talk to each other about everything. We make decisions together. But most importantly, we're very independent of one another. That's not to say that we're separate. What that is to say is I can function, but I need him. So, you know, there comes a point where eventually he's like, I, I, you know, I need to pick you up here. And he was there, but, you know, it was a good week before, you know, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. You know, this is his passion. I support him 100%. And sometimes I just have to wait. And so then, you know, when the time was right, that's when he kicked me in gear, gave me a little tough love. And is like, get your panties up and do what you got to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous uh, gift to have, I think, in your Thank life, you. to, to have that. That's fantastic that you both have each other like that. And, yeah. you know, great, <laughs> great story. And it's so true. There, And I think, you know, I think a lot of people take that for granted. But there's a lot of couples out there that have a similar experience. Yep.
3: It's more tough, than you think. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it, I mean I think we're we're very different in that most uh, individuals, you know, when I met him, we started off as friends, of course, and then things progress over time. You know, it's tough sometimes, you know, because we work, we're merging more and more as time goes along, and sometimes, you know, you have to look at your partner and say, you know, what I don't agree with this decision, or maybe you're not looking at this right, or maybe we shouldn't do this, and sometimes there's a clashing, and you have to be able to say to that person. I'm not digging this. It's not working for me. And then get up tomorrow and still say, I'm cool with you. Things are great. You know, it's a balancing act. I've learned what my strengths are. I've learned what his strengths are. And I pick up the slack and so does he. You know, so we pick up where both of us fall short. That's the ingredient and and tolerance. I I mean, I won't lie to you. I've thrown about 100 pens at the wall sometimes because I'm like, really? I feel like he's not (laughs) listening to me. And he knows when I'm like fed up. And I know when he's like spent. So it really does become learning boundaries, learning about what works and what doesn't work for both people.
2: Yeah, I can completely say that. So how can people find this uh, launching magazine that's coming up on Black Friday? How can they connect?
3: Um, It's being built right now because obviously it's only the end of October. So right now I have all the content put together, meaning I've got all the people I'm focusing on. I'm assigning them to writers right now. They're doing the interviews as we speak. I myself am doing seven articles i think um including michael's article i wrote an article about him that got published a month ago and that will be in there so um i'm going to guess probably a week before we launch that's when i'll start doing the massive push luckily for me i have you know 95,000 listeners on radio 43,000 in print so everybody that needs to know meaning my base knows most of my publishers friends know so we're kind of ahead of the game so i'd say about a week beforehand if everybody goes on social media i mean it's going to be hard to miss I mean, it'll be all over the place, and we may very well go to Times Square and film a little something-something and throw it out there live before, about a week or so before it launches.
1: Oh, that sounds like fun. Thank
2: well, you. we'll be looking for yeah. you. It's going to be awesome. Thank you.
1: Cindy, I saw that another part of your passion, and you mentioned it earlier, is actually um, filmmaking, and that you actually started yep. a a really cool event. I'd love for you to share, share a little bit about that.
3: Do you mean Art is Alive?
1: uh the uh um the art festival the, the film festival excuse me
3: yes Please, art is alive film festival yes okay so yes uh, art is alive was created it uh it came from literally i had been noticing for the course of the last two three years that i was screening and judging films that uh It came all about, or became, I should say, all about red carpets and celebrities, and and really, everybody was taking the art away from cinema. It was really getting away from what it should be focused on, and so I'm a woman who's more proactive, so instead of standing around and thinking about doing it, I actually did it, which was, I'm going to plan a film festival. First year was a little bit smaller, I won't lie to you, and then over the course of time, the word started to get out, and what's nice about my festival is, we may not have a red carpet, I don't invite all my celebrity friends, but what we do have is filmmakers that end up getting professional reviews done they've gotten monetary awards they've gotten trophies they've gotten radio show exposure and more importantly we have had three filmmakers create new films off of my festival
1: oh when when we when we come back we're going to hear more about the art is Alive film festival from our guest today cindy mish so do stick around on the imagine more success radio show
5: Yeah.
2: Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V. SIMULTV.com Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course.
5: We all know about SIMULTV.com SIMULTV.com
4: Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents The Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Weyeka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that'll put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touch in at findyourpathhome.com.
1: We're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cynthia Thomas. In our previous segment, we've been talking with Cindy Mish, who is an active media personality and award-winning journalist. She is actually in the process right now of creating CIN TV, Creatives Independent Network Television. And she's also the founder of Art is Alive magazine, as well as the Art is Alive Film Festival. We were just talking to you, Cindy, about the Art is Alive Film Festival and some of the triumphs you've had for the uh, attendance or for the people who submitted their work. Tell us a little bit more.
3: So, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I'm most proud of the fact is that it's getting bigger and bigger. It's getting more well-known. We actually, for the first time, had an international filmmaker last year come all the way from India, travel 30 hours on a plane and brought her significant other to attend the festival. And they attended every day, ended up winning an award. Um, I love the fact that I have recruited judges that um i screen all of my films but i won't lie to you i have a personal connection to a number of them that submit so i take myself out of the running i recuse myself as a judge so anytime anyone wins anything I'm out of it. I'm completely out of the picture. So there's no judgment here as far as that goes. It's all winning because you're good quality work. And like I said, yeah. I love the fact that new art is created out of the art we are already showing. New filmmakers collaborating, actors meeting new actors, writers meeting new writers. And, and it's just a wonderful chance for me to show off wonderful work, in addition to which we are good friends with the Frank Vincent family, the actor. And so every year we, we show another tribute film. Because we, we show an homage to him. And then this year again, we're doing another film for Mila Hudson, who is another actress who passed away this last year. So oh, wow. we're doing a lot of exciting and amazing things every year.
1: You know, I love that because you're really creating a place, you know, for people to come together who typically just would not come together, seeing there's right. no centralized office or no, you know, business where they all work. Um, yeah. You know, it's like creating a convention. But much more interesting, much more exciting and fun. Yeah. <laughs> much yeah. I, I just love the sound of that. Thank you. When you started when you started your film festival, did you find that um that the excitement that was around it was something that it just immediately kind of jumped off, even though it was small that it was it was very well received.
3: Um, absolutely. I'll be very candid with you to tell you the truth. Every year I often wonder. I mean, I think last year and the year before were the most well received Um, I take a lot of criticism. I won't lie. Um, I'm always outside of the box in everything that I do. I always uh, create new and interesting things, but I'm very against the grain. So because I do that all the time, I open myself up for a lot of criticism, a lot of critique, a lot of people who tell me what to do, tell me what I'm not doing right. And it's tough. It it makes it very difficult. You know, my uh, my significant other one. award and and I've I've had to take we both have had to uh go under the spotlight so to speak in terms of that and and it makes it very difficult but I get up in the morning and I look at some of the work that's being produced because of my festival I see the reviews that get done and uh the people that love me and support me are there and it's growing and getting bigger so then I say I'm going to keep doing me even if nobody likes it
1: tell us a little bit more about what brings um what kind of keeps you going despite criticism? What what do you think separates you from a lot of people? A lot of people do have a tendency to kind of fold when they, get, when they get critiqued or criticized. What's the secret to
6: success there?
3: Well, I think a lot of it is, and I hate to say it, but most of us artists all kind of come from a very traumatic, uh, I had a very traumatic childhood. I've had a very traumatic life in general and tragedy that's befallen me. Most of us artists and creatives come from that place, sadly. And you get hardened and you get strengthened all at the same time. That's number one. Number two... Um, and I know it's bragging and I don't care. I probably <laughs> have the most beautiful children ever. Uh, I, I, they're all very dynamic and different in their own right. They're all, they're the most incredible human beings and I wouldn't be who I am without them. And and I just have to look at them and they keep me going. Um, 16 months ago, I um, I found my best friend and my partner and uh, he has changed me 100% and I'm a better, stronger person because of him that's uh that's huge and fundamental for me um on many levels and most importantly I look at everybody the same I treat everyone like they're a celebrity I'm humble (laughs) I'm honest I work hard and I'm very loyal I am 100 all in all the time with everyone even to my detriment sometimes
1: well if that's not words to live by I don't know what it is that's a tremendous (laughs) yeah that's a really tremendous uh explanation of that and I think that you know, as someone who was a professional singer, I also just remember the tremendous amount of criticism and critiques that you get. And, uh, yeah, you know what? You have to really stay focused on what's important in your life. And for you, you found so many things that are important, including your family and your loved ones. So yeah, you can completely see it. it's a tremendous area of support. Yep. For sure.
3: Yep. You betcha. But I cry all the time. Make no mistake. For as strong as I sound, I'm very <laughs> underconfident. I cry often. I break down all the time. Throw pencils, you know the usual stuff like normal people. But you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Be like perfect all the time? No, oh, Michael's more perfect than I. Thank
1: you. <laughs> that's hilarious! It's awesome.
6: No, no um, comment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll have your your
2: Love. few minutes, Michael.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be I've been putting my tongue throughout. <laughs> awesome. I heard that. <laughs> so,
1: um, tell us a little bit more about. Um, the concept of two very busy people always um, who are constantly doing new and exciting things and challenging things. Yes. When you do have a chance to connect, what is the two of you like to do?
3: Well, uh, this will probably be very, very non-interesting to most of you. But to tell you the truth, some of the some of the things that I cherish more than anything else um, is <laughs> we play video games. We like video games. Really? We like black and white movies. We like uh, having dinner together. I like cooking for him quite a bit, actually, because we both have very, very busy lifestyles. So for me to have dinner with him... Um, is a very big thing us being alone is very hard sometimes because we're always invited to things we're being asked to cover things all the time the business is getting bigger now so life is busier um you know so that's you know that's important to me we i always uh, you know the rule and i and i want to call it a rule but it's it's almost like a guideline which is i i'm happiest when we make sure that we see one another every two weeks because i think the longer the longer the time spans, and make no mistake, we're constantly talking to one another in one form of another. Mm-hmm. But there's something to be said. If you knew him, what you would know is when he walks into a room, most people uh, would say that I'm the one that lights up the room. But what he doesn't see is that together, everyone seems to notice us uh, differently and, in, and both in our own respective rights. Um, so I like to have him to myself. I like to watch (laughs) black and white movies. I like it when we, uh, I'm still waiting to go bowling. That's big on the list. I I think, I I think the key here is um, just being able to just be silly um, because we have very intense, serious lives. Um, I think that's extremely important. And I think there comes a point where, and um, it's coming very soon. We're going on, um, Vacation. Well, I call it a little vacation. We're going to AFI in in, um, L.A. But just the chance for us to to go to the beach or or do anything like normal people would would be lovely. Um, I'm in the process, which he'll hate that I'm saying, but I'm trying to find him and get him to agree because I've found it. Um, A Harley Davidson for Christmas. That would be Uh a gift because I ride. I'm a backseat rider, and so I want to get him that gift. So we'll see if he'll let me do it. But, no, I think the key really is... You know, we could be on a red carpet every night if we wanted to, but we don't choose to. Or we could be filming all the time. And I would I would film him. I'm about to film with him. Um Cool. But, you know, the key really is, you know, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's... I kind of want to just be alone with him for a little while. I don't think that's too much to ask, right? I mean, you know. I think, I well, I
2: think, I think that's a great secret is to Thank just you. be fun and have fun with each yeah. other when you have such an intense life. But I got to tell you, Cindy... I am not sure I would be interested in riding a Harley on the freeways in and around New York City.
3: (laughs) Well, that's his problem, not mine. I'm like, okay, well, if he can do it, you know, I'm all good with being on the back. And, you know, we can, you know, the whole idea is just the idea of having, you know, a motorcycle gives you a certain amount of freedom. Traveling gives you a certain amount of freedom. You know, we talked about going to Italy this year, but I just just don't think that's going to happen. You know, so... You come up with new and interesting ways to just have a good time. And we're both very budget conscious, believe it or not. We absolutely love going shopping for junk. Love it, love it, love it.
1: <laughs> That's fun. Yes. I bet there's, a, well, there's a lot of great places in New York City to do that for sure.
3: Yeah, you'd have to ask Michael. I mean, he's a longtime resident there. But honestly, I've gone to Hell's uh, Kitchen Market and I've enjoyed it. I even just love going to the farmer's market, you know, We've found some interesting places just bumming around. You know what I mean. I think that's the other thing too. Is sometimes you don't plan something; you just go out and find stuff. We found stuff when he came to Milwaukee. We found a great diner. You know, um, cool. we just find stuff. You know what I mean? You just find stuff.
1: <laughs> I love it, and you know that's that really I think also plays into a lot of what you do, which is, you know, looking at your um, your radio show, this the podcast that you have. Also, that you've been putting on through Blog Talk Radio called Sin's Chat Corner. Yep. You've interviewed all kinds of celebrities, and I see where you've gotten, you know, you've really pulled some some really interesting things out of people. So,
5: Thank
1: kind you. of that same idea of looking through and looking around, It's I, I see where it comes in play in many aspects of your life, many different places.
3: Absolutely, yes. In fact, yesterday, just yesterday, and this, this actually, people don't know this. I, I tell this to Michael and my close friends often. I, I cry. You know, when people send me wonderful things. And and it's probably because I feel very undeserving. Um, There was a PR gal that called me yesterday and she said, this Polish filmmaker you interviewed yesterday, she was speechless. I don't think she's ever had that good of an interview in her life. And no one's ever touched her that way. I cannot believe that I have the power to move someone to such an extent where I would make them feel that way. Um, And so it's very hard for me to embrace. I'm flattered. I just, it's very hard for me to get my head around that. Well, with
2: this new magazine coming up, Cindy, you're going to have to get used to that kind of thing. I think, (laughs) yeah.
3: (laughs) Let's put it all on Michael. Like, Michael, you just take it all. I'm just going to say, (laughs) give him the credit. Give him the credit. It's not about me. It's all about him.
1: Well, that's a a tremendous, tremendous thing to say. And we want to um, encourage everyone to check out Cindy Mish's um, work. Her film festival is the same thing as her magazine. It's something I would definitely recommend that you check out. And. Stick around, we'll be back in just a moment with more from the Art is Live magazine founder, as well as her partner, Michael Gentile, in just a moment on the Imagine More Success Radio show. We're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. In our previous segments, we've been talking with Cindy Mish, who is the founder of Art is Alive magazine as well as the Art is Alive Film Festival and the creator of the Creatives Independent Network television series called Sin TV, which will be debuting a little bit later in November, actually on Black Friday. Cindy's partner is named Michael Gentile, and he is an actor who has a tremendous background with a fascinating history where at one point he worked as a private investigator and even worked in real estate, two places where he probably had a chance to really develop some acting chops, and uh, he's resumed his acting career with true vigor. He's won a Best Actor Award at the Art is Alive Film Festival for the last two years and since landed several lead film roles, and he's soon to be featured in Movie Maker Magazine. Michael Gentile, welcome to the show.
6: Hello, I've uh, I've been enjoying your uh, chat with Cindy so much, but uh, I'm ready now. <laughs> cool.
2: <laughs> well, that's great because now we'll get your take on the powerful CEO of the two of you working together. Sounds
1: good. Sounds <laughs> yeah, this good. is this has been a really fascinating um, show for both Cindy and I because we both had similar experiences with our partners where we're both extraordinarily busy and. You know, what it's like to, to come together and spend time when you're not living necessarily like the most traditional circumstances. Uh So it's, you know, it's fascinating to kind of take a peek into your lives. Your lives are both very fascinating just on their own and, and filled with a lot of interesting things. And then you're, you know, the way that you have a chance to spend time together is really interesting
6: as well. Yes. Uh You know, the creative lifestyle is uh, not for everybody. And uh, you just... uh Uh, In Cindy's case, you know, I wasn't dealing with somebody who you had to kind of break in uh, to the reality of it. She already knows. uh, uh, She already knows uh, what what it's all about and uh, what's in store and uh, the sacrifices you have to make for it. Uh, Your coffee mug is not always in the same place in the morning where you left it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put
1: it. (laughs) Absolutely. Michael, um, tell us a little bit about what got you into acting and, and what what took you away from it what brought you back to it
6: well you know the old saying what what is necessary uh, uh, to be a successful actor an unhappy childhood so um, <laughs> it's so true <laughs> not not terribly unhappy but just uh, you know it's one of those quiet introspective kids uh, um i uh, guess a little uh, little little on the sensitive side and uh, though i did play a lot of sports and all that you know you just kind of power through it uh, in the little world that you're kind of forced to live in. But then uh, I actually originally was going to make a, a career out of the military. Mm. I, mean, I, grew, I grew up, all my uncles were all war heroes and, uh, you know, uh, veterans. And uh, I was fascinated by that. I went to the Citadel. I mean, I was fully, uh, fully intended on. And, uh, and then just uh, midway through the whole thing, I just said, you know, um I'm from New York I'm uh, you know the, one of the great creative centers of, of the world and uh, you know here I am in uh, you know, uh swamp country and uh what, what am i doing uh, is this really what i want you know the country doesn't need me it seems to be doing fine doesn't need me to protect it i said do i really want to be doing this for the next 20 some odd years mm-hmm. it was a very difficult decision because it did really did mean a lot to me and but uh i just said no there's there there are other things out there uh, waiting for me so um Yeah, I transferred uh, to my father's college, which is Fordham in in New York City, and uh, I I thought he'd be very disappointed, and he said flat out, he said, uh, that's all right, I wouldn't have gone there in the first place, that was your (laughs) fault. Yeah,
2: his timing was a little slow, though, I think. No, no, there
6: there were no warnings in advance, no. No. (laughs) That's
1: funny. So, uh, Michael, I know that you've spent some time um, also as a private investigator did, and, and in real estate, are those two careers that you would say definitely helped to uh, prepare you for acting as well?
6: Well, I say this uh, to this very day: uh, uh, the investigating job was some of the finest acting I had ever done in my life. I don't know if I will ever. Stakes are pretty high. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if I can ever top it, but um, you know, it really does um, prove the point: if you really sell it and believe it. Um, and just uh, um, don't hedge at all, um, more often than not, people will believe you. Um, you know, hopefully you're using that for a good purpose. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you really do just have to be committed to that role you are playing. And my, my um, boss in this endeavor was a, um, a police captain who'd seen all kinds of people. Um, wasn't used to dealing with a fellow like me, but he said he loved the fact that I was an actor. And he would always send me on some of the uh, all the more finesse kind of jobs where that sort of insight was necessary um, to sell (laughs) an identity. Yeah.
2: It sounds like you may have a book in you for that gig.
6: (laughs) Funny enough, Cindy and I have talked about uh, a a movie idea uh, based on this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's still in development. A uh, private investigator teams up with a journalist.
1: Uh, ah, <laughs> so. sounds familiar. I like that.
6: <laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: How has your life changed since, since you met Cindy?
6: Well, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, I won't tell you. Uh, 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 good, bad, and otherwise. Um, Cindy really, uh, you know, I, 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 in a nutshell, um, I'm, I'm, from my training, you know, as Uta Hagen said, an actor prepares... <laughs> but Cindy is a seat of a seat of her pants kind of gal, and she thinks very quick. She moves quick. I mean, I still f- it feels like yesterday that she told me she was going to start a TV network. And lo and behold, here we are. You know, I can't move that quickly. I, I'm, I'm more of a plotter. I have to discover the role, so to speak. Uh, mm. So it's, to me, it's fascinating. Somebody that really can just uh, commit to something um, uh, thoughtfully, but so quickly.
1: And completely, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. You can tell it. You
1: can tell it in, in talking with her, and also listening to some of her interviews. You can hear that as well. There's tremendous commitment to uh, getting to what's important. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody
6: pairs it down like, like she does.
1: Yeah, that's her, mm-hmm. that's a it's a very unique quality to have, and it's obviously served her and your relationship very well.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Tell us a little bit about your uh, entrepreneurial endeavor of MG Frocks.
6: Well, again, that, uh, that was just, uh, y- you know, um, most artists are just, uh, you know, sitting around, uh, mulling things over ideas, pop in your head. And, uh, I had been thinking a lot, uh, um, uh, based on the political climate, um, uh, you know, after the last election, um, I thought, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to make a, a shirt, uh, like a t-shirt, um, kind of get people to calm down a little bit have a little more of a sense of humor you know political humor used to be uh, a non-offensive political humor used to be a lot more popular in the country and now it's uh you got much more of a nasty direct tone so i just said i wanted to create a t-shirt that uh, was more interpretive and uh, a little risque a little provocative but ultimately letting the viewer decide kind of like a painting and cindy in true form says okay well let's do it you know And uh, before I know it, she has an artist in line and, uh, you know, somebody ready to uh, pull it all together. And uh, I said, uh, all right, let's fine, fine. Let's go ahead and do it. But, uh, you know, if it wasn't for somebody like Cindy, I'd probably still be uh, 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 mixing my drink and still uh, considering it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty awesome. I actually uh, I really like the uh, the shirts that
1: you've done for kids. And tell us a little bit about what inspired you to make. Clothing specifically for children.
6: Well, yet again, um, uh, you know, in, in 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 Cindy Land, coming from a, uh, a public relations background, she said, "Oh, uh, we have a connection with uh, with uh, uh, Kids Fashion Week, uh, a Washington D.C.-based uh, uh, fashion show," mm-hmm. uh, and she says, "Okay, uh, 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 we're, we're going to go to that." I said, "But we don't have a kids line. I mean, my political shirt is completely inappropriate for children," and she <laughs> says, "Well, well, we'll have to get one."
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i like the designs of them because they're they're very inspiring they're you know they're they uh i feel like they they're encouraging they show you know kids performing with audiences and show kids dancing and singing and just and acting i think it's really cool
6: mm-hmm. yes uh well uh uh so uh lo and behold uh here we are we have this sort of uh obligation now and uh, you just have to put your imagination to the test. And I said, okay, what's uh, kids in the arts? What, uh, what, what do we have here, you know? <laughs> and I said, well, why not have it uh, the concept of the triple threat line? Uh, you know, acting, singing, and dancing. You're a triple mm-hmm. threat. So why not have uh, kids in uh, boy and girl, since uh, they like to have their own uh, territory at that age. Uh, why not have each kid represented performing the art and being surveyed approvingly by some of the greats like Pavarotti, uh, Gene Kelly, uh, David Bowie, you know, um, whatever Mm. the art form is to be, you know, to be sort of uh, mentored by the greats. I just, uh, yeah, I just thought that uh, that was a a very cool concept to to bring to kids.
1: Yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, it's uh, kind of a passing passing of the torch kind of Mm. scene in a lot of these, which I love, which I think is great yes exactly you know there was a uh, there was a time in in opera singing where i'd say it was maybe about 20 years ago a lot of the people who were coming up at that time really were trying to forge their own path and some of the people that were say maybe 10 or 15 years older than them said you know a lot of people are tr- charging their own path now but truly the the best part of opera is that you have the opportunity to stand on the shoulders of giants Mm -hmm. and so to see that kind of brings back that same concept to me
6: as well of how you're you build from learning from all these greats that came before you Mm -hmm. and talk about a steep mountain to climb uh especially in that art form uh it's uh you know very daunting intimidating but um yeah every every you know I, i just find it true in whatever the art form uh some more than others, though, but everybody needs a little help. Everybody needs a, a, a encouragement and not in the right direction, no matter how much you believe in yourself. Um, it, there's so much talent and uh, um, obstacles uh, out there that, um, you know, anything we can do to, to do something in uh, note of encouragement uh, is invaluable. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. By the way, so, I've no, I've, uh, I'm glad you mentioned I was wondering since the show started where you, you, you have that wonderful baritone voice and uh, you told <laughs> me it was there. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll Definitely share more about hours. that in the next segment.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, do stick around. We
1: come back. We'll be back with Michael Gentile from MGFrocks.com on the Imagine More Success radio show.
8: Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net.
5: You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV
1: back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. In our previous segments we've been talking with two great guests today. We've had Cindy Michon who is the founder and director of of an amazing film festival as well as a magazine and we've been talking with her partner Michael Gentile. Mm -hmm. We've got some fantastic work to do with both of them in this segment. In this segment we want to actually ask a couple of questions of both of them. Let them talk a little bit about what it is that really matters to them what's important to them we've heard some of that previously but we want to get a little bit deeper into that michael quick question for you do you spend time with uh, um do you spend a lot of time reading scripts and like looking for new films
6: yes i've actually uh, uh uh recently gotten more and more into producing so um Uh, yeah you're always looking for really good material luckily i know um, a number of uh, um, playwrights and uh, um, uh, script writers so um, yeah you really are always considering uh, the next uh, the next uh, gig the next project Uh, so always good to be reading 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 and
1: where's the kind of crossroads between um, scripts and actors how do how do they get in touch with each other how do you find them
6: well, there's uh, There's a lot of. Uh, um, that's what's great about uh, being in a, a central place like New York. You know, you've got, in uh, um, uh, you know some other major cities, you've got a, a concentration of talent. You've got uh, different uh, playwriting groups, reading groups, um, acting groups. Um, I'm in a, a playwriting group called Plays and Pizza, which is a cabaret <laughs> style <I> like that. <laughs> it sounds is a, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, down in the east, uh, e- uh, Lower East Side. Um, every month, uh, uh, all original uh, plays, uh, they're stage readings, but they're fully uh, uh, acted out. And, um, you know, you just meet some wonderful... I've uh, collaborated with uh, several people from there, and uh, it's just always new characters, new material. You know, just keeping the fire stoked, keeping the imagination going. And uh, you never know who you meet and who you call, you know, who who you really feel like you can collaborate with uh, versus a one and done or passing in the night. Yeah, I always think that's kind of
1: a fascinating part of uh, anyone's story is really when you hear about their intersections with other people and how those intersections change the course of their life and change the course of both of their lives and how, you know, sometimes two people that you would that would never imagine they would work together end up creating something really incredible and uh you know sometimes have lifelong partnerships exactly
6: exactly and uh i just uh, finished a uh um, um a, a play fest uh short play festival uh with one of the playwrights from uh, plays and pizza uh down at the players theater um cool we are up for uh, best uh, best play um so uh, hopefully any minute now i'll get word in if we win or not but uh <laughs> congratulations that's awesome. Yay. yeah that's fantastic Thank you, and uh, you know, but uh, there's there's just a lot of talent out there. But yeah, it is it is important to always be looking because uh, you know, um, not every not a lot of artists, not not all of them. In fact, most of them aren't the, all that great on on marketing and, and, and promotion. So, um,
2: well, that's pretty true in every business.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: so it's a struggle.
6: Weed from the chaff, right?
3: Yeah.
1: So, you want to ask you a, a question, actually, about some of the work that you do on Sin's Chat Corner and Sun Spotlight. Tell us a little bit about how you go about finding your guests and how you um, find people that are, that you know are very interesting to to interview.
3: Well, um, to be honest with you, uh, in the beginning, I didn't even want to do it. I had been approached nine nine and a half years ago, and then somebody said you would be great on radio. And I've always said I sound like a boy, so nobody's ever going to want to listen to me. I still think <laughs> you don't I sound Alan. like Every time you I don't. Go
1: Trust me, Um, you don't. She
3: she (laughs) won't uh,
6: listen to us. Thank
3: you. So I I I have been and remain a fan of The Real Housewives. So my first person that I approached was one of The Real Housewives from Orange County. She said yes. I I tweeted her. She said yes. She came on the show. I almost threw up. I was so petrified. Um, And that kind of started it all. Then I started having relationships with publicists. And, you know, they're always pitching you for new guests. So my standing tagline is this. If you do one of the following, you are a celebrity and you belong on my show. So if you entertain, if you engage, if you inspire or you motivate, you're a celebrity and you belong coming on. I've gotten very lucky. And um, oftentimes people say, I have nothing to talk about. I can't come on. And, and Michael will attest to this. I'll find a show, even if there is no show, even if there's nothing, even if they think there is nothing to talk about. I can um, conjecture that. Michael has done my show. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been um cool. I've gotten lucky. I've gotten very, very lucky. I am only as good as the guests that come on my show, and I mean that wholeheartedly.
2: Wow. Well, Cindy, you are a talent, my friend, so Thank you need to uh, step up and, and take your accolades because you <laughs> are a
3: powerhouse, girl. Thank you. That's what they tell me. I'm, I struggle every day, and so every day he <laughs> says to me, ah... Uh, he has a line that he reminds me of every day. So every day I, I talk to him, I hear this, and I try to beat it into my brain. So I'm working on it. It's, it's an everyday process. It will probably be an everyday process. It'll get easier, I hope.
2: Well, and maybe that's your driver, so it continues to keep you going to greater things.
3: Yeah. I mean, it takes time. I, it does. And, and you know, I, staying humble is very important in our industry. Michael will tell you, as I, actors, filmmakers, we have a lot of egotistical people in our lives, people that we mm-hmm. come across that love themselves more than, you know, we could love them. And um, <laughs> it's not an attractive quality. It's not. Uh, it isn't. Right? In fact, it repels me quite a bit. So we stay very grounded.
2: Well, as we've talked, there's a, a fine line between confidence and conceit. And you can, be you can be confident without the conceit.
3: Yes, absolutely. And we both tend to do that quite well, i
1: I got to tell you something. I happened to run into the uh, I think it was about I think it was four of the ladies from the first season of um, Housewives of the OC, the real Housewives of the OC in Las Vegas. They were at a bar. And I got to tell you something. If you think that you had any feelings around them or had any, you know, you know, any sort of craziness or or happiness to see them. They had a line of 55-year-old men that could have stretched all the way to the OC, waiting to talk to them. And I I just, was, I just couldn't believe it. This was probably about this was probably a, less than a year after that first season had aired. And sure. I sat thinking to myself, how many I didn't know there were this many 55-year-old men who had that much time to watch television, much less watch this show and then find these girls in a bar in Las Vegas. I was just beyond shocked. It was amazing.
6: You probably yeah. shouldn't have that much time to watch TV. That's
1: what I said. I was like, man, these guys, wow. I tell you what. Yeah, so I can completely relate to that. That's yeah. really hilarious.
3: Yeah, and we've, got, <laughs> we've been very lucky. I mean, I, I've known a lot of these different people, and the more I get into the industry, what I find is a is exciting is when i get to introduce michael to some of these people you know people that i know that he could work with that he could collaborate with you know when we go to hollywood we'll be meeting some of the the people that i am very confident can keep him employed so it's an exciting uh, it's an exciting ability to be able to introduce him to influential people it's a payoff after working hard for a long time
1: very cool tell us a little bit about your your trip to afi this year and what that means and what it's like
3: ironic you should say that because we were just talking about it you may yeah. want to ask michael that actually ask him that because right. that. tell
1: us tell us about afi what it tell us
6: first what it means to so listeners know what you're talking about where it is and how cool it is oh the american film institute in 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 the, in, in los angeles it is uh, one of the preeminent uh film festivals i mean uh, the likes of clint eastwood uh meryl streep will be there uh it, it, it's a big deal and cindy uh was a judge watched over 200 films um, uh, um, recently? Cool. I don't know. I, I I recently judged a small uh, 48-hour film festival, and I had my hands full judging 20 films. <laughs> so, you know, because you you owe it to them to give the full breakdown, the criteria, the you know, um, um, just the full array of, of specs of what, what they meet and the the competition to judge 200 films i just i cannot fathom that uh, hmm. it's monstrous. yeah
4: that's a uh, I, lot.
6: I, yeah i will sit in i will that's sit in amazing. a nice plush chair and enjoy a film but <laughs> <laughs> it's not enjoyable at that
2: <laughs> point.
1: that is amazing
6: it's really we are tremendous very much looking forward to that and uh, going to some of the, uh, the the gala event will be will be a lot of fun and uh, yeah we'll uh, get that, uh, a little insight into that inside world, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of hobnobbing, I guess. Not too well, much. Hopefully,
2: hopefully we'll be able That's to cool. hear about it on your radio show, Cindy, or maybe in your magazine.
3: Well, um, good question. Um, AFI doesn't need me. I mean, I'm always very candid about this. When you're that big, you don't need my exposure. I mean, I, I, Eric is a friend of mine who runs the programming there. So, I mean, if he asked me to do an article, I would. I won't lie to you. Um, I, I do have to go back to Radio November I'm very nervous about it because I have so much to do with the magazine. So I'm probably going to be on air like nine times in November. Um, So my guess is you probably will hear about AFI after the fact just because I would rather that we go there and enjoy ourselves, go to the events. You know, I worked very hard on judging all this so that we could go together, that we could have some downtime, but more importantly, just enjoy good cinema and um, celebrities and just having time together. So, you know, um, it'll come eventually, you know, um, when I feel like doing it. I don't know. I I have enough to do. Like, hello, our clothing line is going nuts. Um, We just got another superb. uh, We we just aligned with uh, my school here in Wauwatosa. So we're doing two fundraisers with them. We have two more charities that are lined up. Um, We have a movie to make together. That's not done. Hint, hint. Um, Mm, Okay. you know, so we've got a lot. There's a lot happening all at once.
1: And if you'd like to have an amazing free two minute commercial on Cindy's radio show, you can reach out to her at sin4251 at gmail.com. That's C I N 4251 at gmail.com. There's two slots available. There is a deadline for this gift, November 3rd. Definitely make sure that you give her a, that you reach out to her. Uh, she's got a ton going on, but she'd love to work with someone new and find someone who would love to put themselves out there. It's been a great pleasure to have both Cindy Mitch on today as well as Michael Gentile. We've, they've done some great work with Art is Alive magazine as well as a new streaming television network, Creatives and Independent Network television, Sin TV, as well as MG Frox, which is Michael's amazing clothing line for both kids and adults. It's been wonderful having you on today on the show. We hope you enjoy a wonderful week. If you want to hear past episodes, go to imaginemoresuccess.net. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can find and create the goals that you want for your life as well as achieve them, go to findhiddenmoney.com where you can sign up to study courses that will help you get exactly what you want. We do want to remind you to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success.